Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 129, season 7, episode 4, entitled Unwind Jalax, originally airing October 25th, 2012. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. After her hit single, Cash and Crabs in Paradise, takes off, and both kinds of crabs, <laughs> finds a new fan base of Jimmy Buffett-esque crab heads who follow her around and loves to get in the spirit of unwind-relaxing, which causes a serious strain for Jenna's normal personality. Meanwhile, after Jack pretends that his... Uh, after Jack pretends that his date canceled on a Republican fundraiser, he brings Liz for the free shrimp only for her to find out that he was using her as bait to get more donations for the Romney campaign. Jack works to help spend Mitt Romney's enormous sum of campaign funds, including some unconventional methods, including hiring or including paying Don Tito $10 million to boost the African-American vote. Finally, he turns to Tracy for help. So, I mean, did you like this episode? Like, it seems like, again, we, season seven, we've kind of forgot a lot of it, but obviously this is a week before the 2012 election, so... It's very politics heavy. Uh, I did remember the Unwindulags and Amy Sedaris and Gary Cole, um, but I did forget that this was a two-parter and that it comes down to that Tracy knows the country the best and Jenna is like the sole, uh, potentially sole decider of an election. But did you remember this episode in like it's heavy politics and like it being entertaining or like... Yeah, so I definitely remembered the... Uh, unwind relaxing crabhead fan base storyline in that the election comes down to basically who Jenna endorses so so they get uh, whoever Jenna endorses so they get her vote her fan base's vote um, I didn't re- yeah I didn't remember most of the rest of like the the fundraiser or Tracy being involved but mm-hmm. I mean I thought it was another really 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 solid really good episode um, I mean I don't know it, it Anytime, I feel like Thirty Rock is only at its strongest when it's in its insidery TV industry and inside politics like type humor. So this, I mean, it was this had, almost this entire episode was pretty much right up my alley. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd forgotten the campaign dinner, but I did like the turn that happens where Liz wasn't invited just because she needed to fill a seat, but she was invited to be, uh, you know, a basis for what everyone there was there to fight against so like him using her especially this late in the game in their relationship still using her to uh extend his power or whatever is like it's funny but also like she's (laughs) she's also that that uh democrat talking point of like she knows what she's trying to say she's just not quite sure how to connect the dots like her joke about Oh, uh, you believe in the death, or you don't, you believe in the death penalty, but it's also okay to kill animals with food. It's like, it's like, uh, it's not really the, not really saying, it's not really even like a very good argument, but it would be like, no, but no, it's, like, it's like, like literally the exact opposite. You're right. against abortion, but you're okay with yeah. killing animals. So like, it's that, we, that's uh, like, uh, I'm not sure, I'm sure there's a term for it politically, but there's like Democrats that like, have talking points but they're just not quite uh you know they're not quite tuned up and squeaky like they're a little squeaky behind the wheels but like you get what they're trying to say yeah squeaky behind the gears i don't know no (laughs) so i said squeaky behind the ears but squeaky behind squeaky gears sure i guess that works too but yeah but i mean but that's like liz lemon like her her basic knowledge of like Politics is is very you know base level. Yeah, no, it's definitely a who are quote unquote into politics, but very much stick to public talking points. Like even mm-hmm. though this is, I, I guess Twitter existed by then, but yeah. still, like what we think of like Twitter discourse that is like very like people engaging in their tribalism and like reciting you know top level talking points mm-hmm. and exactly and it's funny here because it's like it's right because it shows that a lot of it's just you're reciting what you have heard you come across not because you've actually thought and i mean i guess theoretically like if you're nervous like you can make a gap but i mean in this case like i mean they're obviously peering out like she literally says the exact opposite of 
if you, I mean, right. it, it would be completely, well, obviously it'd be completely legal that someone would both believe in the death penalty and for animal support. In fact, plenty of uh, people do. Yeah. So, so like, I feel like the, the Venn diagram of yeah. that is pretty much just a full circle. There's not much. Yeah. So we're, so we're, we're so really third rock is doing it's, I mean, not uh infrequent thing of, of mocking kind of like, uh, I don't know, like latte liberals i feel like is the derisive term like people who are just like yeah. sort of into it but they're not really actually they don't follow it thinking they just about it follow the headlines which i'm that's totally me i am yeah. a latte liberal but then but oh, i hate lattes so <laughs> but then on the other hand it's funny because they basically parody that for the republican side that Mitt romney just had tons of money exactly. and it's to some point money can only do so much to affect public right. opinion especially in a race like the presidential race when a lot of people have their general minds made up regardless. Yeah. Plus, of it. like public image really does play a bigger part in um, around 2012 and and modern day now. Like, I mean, obviously Donald Trump was a very uh, outspoken, pretty much a character, and obviously we saw what happened with him. So, like, you know. I think if, it, if 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 this were 2012 and it was like Biden and Romney, it probably would have been. I feel like the race would have been less, pretty much decided if that makes sense. Like I feel like two white guys. I feel like it would probably yeah. be like most of the public would just be like, "Who cares?" And we've seen this a thousand times before, kind of thing. But yeah, but yeah, the the idea that that Jack is just so desperate that he's like, "I'm just I, look how much money I've I've already put into this. Why aren't we winning?" That it's just. It seems out of character for Jack because, like, he's smarter than that. But it just seems like he's just, he's also, like, base level is like, well, no, the person that usually gives the most money and spends the most money wins, right? So why isn't it working? I don't know. It's 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 kind of funny. But at least, yeah, they, they sort of jab at both sides, um, which that's kind of, that, that idea has kind of already been torn down in the last few years, too, of, like, presenting both sides like either present one or the other strongly or don't do a both sides kind of argument but well it was a little bit different back then because yeah i feel like it's really more the last few years that quote unquote both sides has been used as more of a a way to deflect from i mean not that i guess that's always been used as a way to sort of deflect whatever quote unquote bad things that your whatever party you support has done but mm-hmm. i feel like that's especially that's more of a last four years thing where both sides have become kind of just like a cliche like almost like non-excuse excuse and way to deflect any other thoughts on unwind your lax before we hop in let's hop in yeah. all right so our cold open is going to help set up uh, most of the storylines here, uh, it's going to sort of start with Jenna and Liz dealing with the crabheads and then lead into Jack's storyline. But we'll, uh, we'll pause when we get to it. We'll get there. Come on, put it. Excuse me. Out of the way, please. <sighs> hey! Chill out, Mama Cena. What's with the uh, weekday vibe? It is a Tuesday, sir. Hey, hey, you work on that show? Yeah, I work on that show, just like your mom works that street corner. I'm sorry, that's too much. No sweat. My mom is a prostitute. Hey, this chick knows Jenna Maroney! No drinking games! Drink when someone says something! (laughs) Who are you people? We're crab catchers. You know, from Jenna's song, Catching Crabs in Paradise. Caught crabs in paradise. And yes, I mean both kinds of crabs. Oh, I thought that was at least going to be innuendo. Jenna's playing a Today Show in a couple of days, so we're just camping out and unwind you, Wait, so Jenna's Jimmy Buffett ripoff is actually a thing? See, you people from New York, you don't know all the stuff that's going on in the rest of the country. Truck races, swamp parties, mall fires. I can't believe she's pulling this off. Seatbelt. So I don't get pulled over when I'm driving shirtless. <laughs> yeah. I almost can't believe this is the first time that Amy Sedaris has been on Thirty Rock because, like, shirt. I mean, she, like her zany, I feel like type of comedy is exactly on brand for yeah. the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
Whew, big Amy Sedaris fan. I love her. I literally everything I've seen her in, just even if I didn't necessarily care for the whole product, she's just she stands out. She's just like a perfect queen of comedy. Like she just gets it just very I mean, here she's basically playing like a very characterized person. Which most of the roles she's been in, that is kind of how she plays it. But there was that uh, that show she had a few years back, like at home, at home with Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Playing like a more subdued version of her, but she would still play like characters. She reminds me of like Tracy Ullman. Oh yeah, far less racist. Like she still would say <laughs> yes. racist things in character, but like Tracy's Ullman, which she would build racism around her characters, kind of thing. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, I think most of us sort of learned about Amy Sedaris from Strangers with Candy at the end of '90s, but I'm trying to think because I wasn't I wasn't familiar with that. I like, or I guess I was already familiar with her by the time I found out what Strangers with Candy was, mm-hmm. which is way after it, I think it had aired. Yeah. But I can't remember exactly where. Did you know her brother first before? Yeah, I definitely would have. Okay. Yes, because I remember because I read some because a lot of the essay collections she's written a lot are you know. She's <laughs> a lot of the essays he's written are about or include people in his family and I remember back when I first started reading him like the name Amy like didn't pop out to me until later I was like oh wait a second like that's yeah. Amy Sedaris Amy so yeah I, I can't remember exactly when but mm-hmm. it was I mean she, she's obviously she's been a gazillion right. things so yeah, she's just some a, she's point, like a great character actress yeah. she's just she she just does it to the rafters but she kills it every time and I just looked up Stranger with Candy because I was like, I, re- I was trying to remember like pinpoint the year that it ran. It only ran a year, but they did three seasons in a year. They did 10 episodes each season, but I thought that they were far spaced out. Like they, it premiered in April, uh, or it, it premiered in April of 99 or October of 99 and ran until April of 2000. So like they literally just burned them off as fast as they could. Wow. And it's like, man, that's I, that's, a, that's a much shorter life than I would have given that well, show. Well, it probably came in like, much uh reader i don't know like it, it probably oh, you yeah. know it probably wasn't there what they're expecting you're like i mean obviously it's became a cult yeah. classic but not exactly a mass appeal i mean it was post south park so like mm-hmm. it was still like very early comedy central original so like it just i mean there's always casualties of a, a, a cable network starting off with originals you either really hit a banger out from the start like south park or you have stuff that just can't quite match up to it and just you have to get rid of it and it's such a bummer because that show was it's so, it was so mean and it was just awful and I I don't recommend it because like a lot of this I mean I'm sure it's streaming somewhere but a lot of that stuff you probably couldn't get away with anymore like being okay but man it was just so funny and mean and mean spirited but like still had some lightheartedness to it but also Stephen Colbert and uh, Paul Danello as well just a lot of really great voices in comedy getting their time to shine. And uh, I feel like I could talk about Amy Sedaris forever. But yeah, I believe it. I, uh, but then also Gary Cole is the other crab head in the scene. And he's someone like I know about. Some, I guess probably your level of knowing Amy Sedaris is probably my level of knowing Gary Cole. Like he's been around. Like I think I mostly remember him from like playing... Um, Oh my god, what's the name of it? Mike Mike Brady and the Brady Bunch live action films oh, okay. and things like. And he, I mean, he he kind of, he does a really good job of that role, but he's always been playing like the straight man, Office Space. He's Bill Lumberg in Office Space. That's right, um, of course. But he's just a great character actor. Yeah. He's just kind of always around. But uh, I think, I think he connected with a new generation in the. I don't know if you've ever seen Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, like one of those Adult Swim. I've like shows. I've heard of it, but I. I've, it's cute like it's super cute like it, it's it's basically farcing all of the Hanna-Barbera stuff and like Warner Brothers stuff uh, of like the last 40 to 50 years um, but it's just it's super fun it's a super fun show but yeah I, I mean I, I wish we'd got more of them in this episode because like you said Amy Sedaris is just great she she could have been used more and same for Gary Cole yeah I guess Office Space would have been the first thing I saw Gary Cole in but it's I just for some reason I don't associate him, maybe because I didn't like know he was going to yeah, like yeah. I most associate with him with Veep, but that's probably because it's the most prominent and consistent thing I've seen him. Sorry, she's his ex in that show, right? No, no, no. He plays a um, political strategist. They hook up in the first season or something, right? I, maybe I, it's been a little There's while since I've seen it, so there, maybe at some point. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 fairly confident her ex husband is someone else, and they're not okay. like super romantically involved. But I do know for sure he's a political strategist. Anyway, yeah. that's the thing. Like I saw him in the. 
most often and most prominently, I guess. So, but that's probably why I associated more with yeah. that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously, right. Character actor who's been in many, many things over yeah. the years. And I mean, still pops up in little arcs mm-hmm. uh, here, the guest star since it comes stuff. Yeah, he actually, I think most recently he was on Mixed Dish playing the kind of like country club. Basically, they're a Jack Donaghy type character who's the father <laughs> of. Uh, so Rainbow is Tracy uh, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross's character in Blackish. So Mrs. is the spinoff about her as a kid, mm-hmm. and then so right. So her her father is white, her mother's black, and then Gary Cole plays her great her grandfather, who's like very like country clubby, like rich um, Jack Johnny ish. Yeah, exactly. Which of course, so so of course, part of the sitcom is like him. Well, I think it actually got canceled, but it was like him like learning to be you know more soft hearted and. Yeah. So there's blackish, grownish, and then mixedish, and only and blackish just got blackish got ready for final season. Mixedish got canceled. Grownish, I don't think has much left in it, so we'll mm-hmm. see. But I I, I was feel like I read they were potentially were going to do a spinoff for Jennifer Lewis's and um, Lawrence Fishburne's characters, which and those are the grand. I don't know. Those are the grand. So yeah, those are oldish. Oldish. There we go. I think that was the working title. Yeah. So I, I have no like I have no idea like if or when that's yeah. going to be officially ordered. Or and it made kind of nothing, but anyway, that's the Ish universe as of. Uh, I want to watch Blackish, and now that I know that it has a finishing point, I'll probably start it eventually. But yeah, I'll probably yeah. I mean, this is just one more season. I'll definitely finish it out. It's the sort of thing where it's like this past season with the past season or two were like fine, like they weren't like bad. It's the sort of thing where it's just like you can tell when something's getting long in the tooth, and you just, if you start if you don't watch it every week, you're not really missing anything anymore. So I think if they had renewed it for another season that wasn't the last season, I might have. Stepped away, but since it's definitely the last season, I'll probably finish it out. Yeah. In Jack's office, we get his side of the story. You want to see me? Have I mentioned Marisol, the Mexican sideline reporter I've been seeing? Well, since our weekend in Aspen, she's been put on pelvic rest. Fast forward noise. Uh, Marisol was supposed to attend a fundraiser luncheon with me today. It's $10,000 a plate, and I'll have to eat the ticket unless... Unless I eat the ticket. Fancy luncheon, seafood bar. I'm thinking 75 cents a shrimp over three hours and carry 3.75. By the time I'm done, you'll be making money. Good. I should warn you, though, that it's a Republican fundraiser, so if you're coming, it won't be as Liz Lemon HuffPo super user and gun control lunatic. You'll come as Liz Lemon, my chum. Chum? Okay. I like that. And you'll be able to keep your opinions to yourself? Oh, good Lord, Lemon, you just locked your mouth and then swallowed the key. It makes no earthly sense. Shrimp. <laughs> Has there ever been a moment you run out of a room excited, laughing into the air at nothing? All the time. Oh. You don't do that? All the time at, office, at the office, if there's a good meeting, I'll be like, ah, I just succeeded in business. That's a good vibe. I don't. I feel like most offices wouldn't tolerate that, though. Like, well, I, don't know, I mean, it's just like she's so proud of herself that she's getting to eat a bunch of shrimp that she could, she doesn't care. She just made a fool of herself. That's a good yeah, energy. Yeah. Not a bad thing. I'm sure she's used to making a fool of herself at this point. No, it's just funny that he does call her out for zipping her mouth, locking it, and then opening her mouth again to swallow the key that she just locked. Like, it's just like, it's just, it, it's, but again, it's like, she doesn't care because she's just getting a whole bunch of strength. It's fun. Yeah, no, I feel, right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the reverse zip lip, whatever maneuver is, getting accidentally wrong, getting it accidentally wrong is very Liz Lemon. Yeah, or they could have done the thing where like, she are, she already locked her lips and then he says something that she can't, give a verbal you know argument against and she has to play along with that so uh, meanwhile for after the opening uh pete is going crazy from all the crab heads jenna's crab idiots won't shut up why couldn't she have died when that rabid dog bit her? Oh, it wasn't rabid. I just said that so they'd have to put it down, and then I'd be the star of that dog food commercial. I had to walk an extra block to get around your stupid crab catchers. My doctors have been very clear about this, Jenna. If I get moderate exercise, I'm gonna die. And I'm mad at your success, but pretending it's something else. Okay, speaking of me, how many crab catchers Fiesta crab hats would each of you like to buy at the unbelievable price of $49.95? Please, I've had a crab on my head for free. A 
I'm lying. The claws hold your cigarette while you uncork a Bruce guy. Uncork a Bruce guy? Yeah, you know. Kazap. Blinky, 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 blinky. Those aren't even the right noises. Everyone knows you hate stuff like this. You're maybe the most high-maintenance bitch in Hollywood. Maybe. Who's more? Who is she? Okay. Cut this crap out and get those sunburned D-bags out of the plaza. Hey, no can will, Pete. But have an unwind relaxing day. You medical office before pictures. I've never even seen a crab. I'm sorry. Who doesn't like to uncork a blue sky at the end of the day? And, and kazap and blinky, 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 blinky. Like, just how out of touch is she? Like, it's so funny. Because you I mean, know, like, she came from that world. Like, we know she's a Floridian. We know she, like, the way, like, her mother would have raised her. She would have known all of this. But, like, she's just, I guess, either taught herself not to remember any of it or what. But, like, she just so out of touch that it's so funny. I mean, when's the last time you think that she ever uh, drank beer? That is like, true. I would be surprised if she drinks anything other than... Well, I guess I was going to say wine, but I, I guess we, her vodka, because we've seen her right. liquor. So yeah. she's definitely liquor and wine. If she has had a blue sky, it's been in a picture. It hasn't been from a con or anything like that. So it's just like, uh, oh, the also I think I I feel like we've mentioned it before, but this I think is the darkest Jenna ever went, where she oh, right. said the dog was rabbit, so they'd have to put it down so she would be the star of the dog food commercial. Like that's just that is the worst. Also, how did this dog food commercial that didn't have a dog eating so food hear, I don't... proceed and sell dog food? Maybe they got all the dog part out of the way. On a dog costume? <laughs> CG, CG to dog? I don't know. That's, but she's so proud of it. That's terrible. Terrible. Meanwhile, at the uh, campaign dinner, Liz has to keep her mouth shut. Although Jack is doing his best to entice her or enrage her. I don't need some Kenyan-born college professor telling me I didn't build my company because I earned my trust fund by always being polite to grandfather. Now, Donaghy, still over at NBC with all those communists and homosexuals? Reginald, I believe you're thinking of the White House. <laughs> We're not for long. In two weeks, we take this country back. And no bureaucrat can force me to subsidize female promiscuity in the name of health care. Are you okay, chum? Michelle Obama's on steroids. But I, mean, I feel like Liz should have caught on already that what Jack's trying to do. Maybe she has, as she's still just swallowing her pride and swallowing a bunch of shrimp to do what's. No, Liz is definitely not self-aware to have caught on quite yet to, no. to what's what? really going on. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, Liz. But... Well, sometimes we can. Well, we can't always do that for poor old Liz because sometimes she's she's not in on the joke until it's too late. Which that definitely, is... judging by her outburst that's upcoming, that's definitely what happened. Here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I like how some people are just like, so I guess still stuck in the McCarthy era because the White House, the Congressman was oh, that's the yeah. White House. Ha, ha, socialists ha, ha. haven't become the, the new buzzword just yet. Communism still had a few years of life. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, I definitely remember hearing it used as like a, from the, from, I guess from someone that school thought like using a socialist as a derogatory term, but it's definitely more Bernie Sanders and post Bernie Sanders, Sanders yeah. more like, like really widely used. Yeah. Derogatorily, mm-hmm. people definitely were bad too because I couldn't think of my grandfather and oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, we don't need to get into that. Yeah, but I mean the the opening uh, line that one of the gentlemen has about I should earn I I, should, I have every right to my trust fund. I did such a great job kissing. I was kind of great. Yes, it's just like I mean I would do the exact same thing that Liz did and just like roll my eyes and just oh my god. Well. We won't get too philosophical, but a lot of I think a lot of people believe this money. Like if you, if a lot of people in this country believe if you have money, you must have earned it. Like you know what I mean. Like if, if you're successful and have money, it's because you deserve it. If you don't, it's because you don't. So right. whether that comes through inheritance and not actually work of your own, but it's still like yeah. that's we don't need to see the receipts on how you got the money. But if you've got the money, you must you must have done something right. I mean that's what all those wonderful articles about how millennials are buying houses now because and. Are, are debt free now, and it's not because of the hidden paragraph, three paragraphs in about how they got an incredible loan or their parents bought the land for them or anything like that. No, it's that they pulled up their bootstraps and they did all the work by themselves. I bought my McMansion after a small five hundred thousand dollar gift from my down payment from my parents. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. 
and I moved in with them in the meantime and didn't have to pay rent and anything and just good lord anyway uh, back at Studio 6H the uh, Crabheads are getting a tour and run into their new messiah and this is Studio 6H home to TGS star Tracy oh Jordan oh my and god it's Jenna Visor lady get a picture of me <laughs> What do I press a button? No, it's different from every other camera in the world. God, I can't escape you people. Whoa, chill oh. out, brother. It's beer club somewhere. You're a fraud. And you look like a condom that's been dropped on the floor of a barbershop. Are you all unwind relaxing? This guy looks like he could use a little latitude adjustment. Rude. Will you sign my cesarean scar? Oh. Oh. You moron! Hey, just a party foul. Exactly. That's why I said you moron. Like, pour more on me! Uh, <laughs> oh my god. She can't be herself in front of these losers. She used to be Island Jetta, which means we can mess with her. We should her. go to a pumpkin patch. Frank Smith, activate. But meanwhile, uh, back at the campaign dinner, Liz can hold back no longer. Mostly because they're out of shrimp, so she can't stuff her mouth anymore. Obama's bailout would never have worked if big business hadn't heroically taken it. But where's our parade? That's idiotic! Lemon! No, sir, you don't have enough shrimp to buy my silence. Also, you are out of shrimp. You know better, Jack. You all know better, except for maybe the really inbred wasps. You think Flamenchin Gordo! Sure. You're hypocrites. You believe in the death penalty, but it's okay to kill animals for food? I don't know where I'm going with this yet. Hang on. Hang on! My boyfriend and I aren't married, but we might have a baby together anyway. And I hope it's gay. Male gay, because with the ladies, it's too much hiking. But homosexuality is unnatural, right? Then why are there gay dolphins, people? You heard me. They make love to their husbands' blowholes. Let's see that in some science textbooks. Oh, that's right. The whole Texas Board of Education thing that I don't fully remember. Teachers should get paid a million dollars a year. If birth control pills fix boners, you would get them free with your driver's license. And how do we know that God isn't a tree? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Elizabeth Lemon. And uh, this is what we're up against. Four more years of a president chosen by people like her. She has an iPad subscription to The New Yorker. She vehemently opposes the ivory trade despite the jobs it creates. And in her apartment, there was a black and white photograph where you can almost see a breast. It's an original Leonard Nimoy. If we do not defeat Obama, then people like my little friend here will destroy this country. So add a zero to whatever you were planning to give for Romney, for America, for anyone but her. Jack, I thought you said I was your chum. You are my chum. The bait I throw in the water to attract the big fish. Damn it! Second meaning! Poor Liz definitely looks the fool in that exchange. Yeah. The other line I forgot that's a great pair. He's the, the Texas Board of Education yep. thing I don't fully remember. Yeah, that uh, that reminds me of the, uh, the Cecily Strong character she would play on. Oh, uh, the drunk girl? The, the, the girl you regret meeting at a party. Like, it's, it, it's all the one-liners yeah. of that. Just, like, just connecting two separate thoughts to make it sound smart. But it's like, no, you, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. But, I mean, that like, hearing that line, I was like, yep, that's that's a Cecily Strong. Line. At least the drunk girl's drunk. Liz Lemon is just, well, maybe drunk Liz on Lemon, shrimp. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she should know a little bit better. But she got bamboozled into bamboozled. To following exactly what Jack wanted her to do. Oh, and the, her her thing about the driver's license and uh, birth control pills, like, reminded me. I don't know, like, I feel like I've heard Tina Fey say this, so I, don't, I can't remember if it's a 30 Rock thing or a Tina Fey thing, but, like, a joke about, excuse me, if men need to get abortions, they can get them, like, on demand at any ATM or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that may be a Tina Fey thing, but I just, like, that reminds me of, like, a very, like, similar vibe, like, yeah. No, I mean, that, that joke is like, yeah, if, if men needed something, it would be instantaneous and it would never be a, a political issue. It would be 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that is a Tina Fey joke or or not, but it definitely is like a liberal sort of Mad Libs, I would say, kind of joke. So the nerds and Jenna are at an impasse because Jenna has such control over them that she basically runs Florida, which kind of we could have seen as a pretext to the end of the episode and next week's episode. Uh, Meanwhile, Liz is through playing Jack's game and decides to fight him on her own turf with TGS and has a call to arms in the writer's room. Listen up, nerds. Tonight, TGS is about to get real. We've got 38 minutes of airtime, an hour if the bowling tournament ends early, and we are going to use it to get the message out there. I don't know. I think we've been hitting Romney pretty hard. I guess that's why they call me Mitt. Baseball Mitt Romney and Barack Obama aren't saying anything. I want to make a difference. we got to do something big, something that'll go viral, like that otter that looked just like Tracy. Look, we've got the greatest resource in the world at our fingertips. American celebrity. We get some hot young actor. Oh, my grandnephew, Kellen Lutz from Twilight, is visiting me. He's in my office. I have tolerated your pathological lying for six years. If you speak again, I will kill you. Great uncle, mama's baby is out of marshmallows. Sweet grandnephew, I've been warming more marshmallows for you in the pocket of my dungarees. Okay, I don't get the marshmallows. Is it he just doesn't know how to pronounce it, or is that a pronunciation of that word? Like it's such a weird. No, I definitely took it as a like a Lutz, a Lutz family quirk. Like that's how you uh, knew that they were related because they say marshmallows. Yeah, I think it's just Lutz being weird, and I guess the whole Lutz family is has their quirks in a very like like weird weird relationship where they say great uncle and they say mommy's baby means more mouse mouth like it's just it's a weird relationship but uh yeah i guess that's the one of the big stars of the episode is uh kellen lutz he's only in a couple of scenes and he doesn't really do much but um but it's a payoff from a joke earlier they did reveal yes that they are related so i guess this is the payoff of all of that yeah, because he's mentioned before, but no one believes him, which is why Liz says this time that she's going to kill him if he <laughs> says anything else. But then, twist! He is real, and he's in, the, he's in person. Yeah. I wonder when they decided to, maybe maybe when they did the first joke, like, because that was more when Kevin Lutzelet, I guess, had become, started to at that point. Yeah. So they were like, maybe they just kept it in the back of their minds, like, to try to well, help have yeah. it pay off at some time. And yeah. Ta-da! It worked. Good job, Lutz. Ah. Uh, so while Liz has her call at arms, Jack is uh, readying the Republican army in his office. Gentlemen. Token silent lady. We have to spend all of our wonderful money and help my hair mentor, Mitt Romney, become the 11th legitimate president of the United States. Garrett, what does the campaign need? Well, as you know, with packs like this, we're not allowed to have direct contact with candidates. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Garrett Romney. Mitt's my dad. Uh, But here's the thing, Jack. My brother dad, which is Mormon for dad, has more money than he knows what to do with. With all due respect to Garrett, I don't think that's a thing. Well, it's just at this point in the campaign, for us, it's more about ideas than cash. Garrett, I would slap you if I didn't know you were going to get your own planet when you die. And until your father has one 100% of the vote, I think we can still make a difference. I mean, look how poorly we're polling with African-Americans. Jack, there's no amount of money that could... How dare you talk that way in front of the pile? There is no problem in the world that can't be solved by throwing money at it. Now, let's change some black minds. I feel like this is not a betrayal of Jack's character, because, I mean, he definitely is very much pro-money, pro-America, but, like, he just comes off as like really ignorant in this and, and not an ignorant like offensive but ignorant just like his his staunch defense of that money can fix everything it's just like what like surely he's not that naive is he just that desperate i don't know like where it's coming from that he's like no 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 don't ever say something that money can't fix anything that's absurd and she's like really well, I feel like in some ways that isn't in, in, in uh, keeping with Jack's character that money is the most important thing. But you're right, it is a little extreme that he, like, he's also to some point pragmatic to the point where I think 
he would know that right that the money only plays to a certain point. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, but we know money is driving for him too. So, like, I get to some degree, you're right. Like, it's it's I think it's exaggerating a little more than what we see from his character would like typically do. But I mean, I don't know. On the other hand, like probably most things I'm sure in life, he's been able to. No, have I'm enough sure, money yeah. to do whatever he needs. Yeah, I'm sure there's numerous times he's gotten by with just paying a little bit of extra and getting his way. But I don't know. I mean, if this aired a week before the election, the idea of like no until he has 100 percent of the vote, like I mean, that's a little well, well, of course. idealistic. I mean, that's, like, come on. Well, hey, just like uh, I don't know, just like Liz has her blind spots. I guess he has his blind spots too that pop up sometimes. Oh, the guy who plays Garrett Romney looks super familiar here. I was trying to figure out where I'd seen him. I guess Tina Fey must have really liked him yeah. on this episode because he played Charles in a few episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Who, Troll the Respawn, Jeremy. Yeah, and uh, he's also, he's the roommate, the, I guess, like, I don't know, not performative, but casually gay roommate on the other. Oh, that's right, on the other two. The other two. Like, that's right. Because he has a girlfriend, but he he'll have sex with the roommate, or at least make out with them when he wants to or needs to. I guess like when he's just sexually frustrated, he just sometimes he just it's needs just some. it's a weird uh, it's a weird character. But yeah, he's he's a character. I've seen him pop up in a few things. He usually plays like the the hunky boyfriend or the cute boyfriend role. Like he doesn't really. I don't think he's had like a major starring role. I thought he was going to stick around for Kimmy Schmidt, but no, he needs. He didn't last. See if they liked him, but not, not I guess enough. only so much. Yeah, to make him a major recurring character. Um, but yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, we get our big uh, guest star. And I, you, do you remember this guest star popping up for the short bit? I, I did know. I did it. not remember no, this at but all. It's, it's a great bit. I mean, it, it really is him like literally struggling to get there. It's so fun. Uh, but Don Cheadle. Black Americans for Romney. Hi, I'm Hollywood liberal Don Cheadle. And I, su- <clears throat> I support Mitt Romney. Good. Continue. Barack Obama would have you believe that African-Americans are better off under his leadership. But I just got $10 million for appearing in an ad for Mitt Romney. So ask yourselves, brothers and sisters, who's really got your back? Because from where I'm standing, Mitt Romney is a love, my dear. Mitt Romney is a layup. But don't just take it from me. Take it from my good friend, the Black Transformer, Jazz. What's cracking, my homies? Jazz gets down with the Romney's. Oh, my God. Does he really talk like that in the movie? Paid for by Americans for an American America, Dynamite. Oh, for heaven's sakes. That is garbage. What are you talking about? That was Don Cheadle and Jazz, your heroes. Do you know how expensive that was? Okay, I get it. Let me do some uh, community organizing. Sir? I am a deputized election monitor, and when my supervisor, Barbara, gets out of her aquarobics class, she will be hearing about this if she's found the hearing aid she thinks her roommate stole. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's awful, and, I mean, it's not unrealistic that a celebrity would do something that degrading for money, but even, like, like I, I assume that ad's still going to be, like, touched up a little bit, because you hear Jack yelling off camera, good, keep going, and then him struggling to get through I'm a supporter from Mitt Romney and the layup line. Like, I assume there's still some cuts going on and that's not the final ad. But, I mean, just the the cherry on top of having in the, the car, the Transformer speaking in African-American vernacular and, like, Don Cheadle being unaware. Be like, is that what he said in the movie? Like, it's just, it's it's so much that it's also, like, satirical that it's like, yeah, this is this is real. Like, it's fake enough, but also real. Like it's horrifying, really. Yeah, no. It's this is actually yeah one of my favorite scenes of the episode because there's a good job of parroting like I don't know like uh, the idea. I think that definitely I feel like it's versus some of the Trump era. Basically, the reason why Republicans don't get enough of the African American vote is that they believe like they just aren't appealing them the right way. So their idea of appealing the right way is here. Here's a black celebrity you like. Right. Here. Uh, here's a here's a, a transformer that you, that's what you people like, right? And then finally, oh, like, we'll, we'll give you some money to 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 community organize, quote unquote community right. organize, which is a poke at Obama, obviously, because right. he was a community organizer in Chicago. Um, but you, so here we'll bribe you. Here's how we we'll get you to, but we'll pay you before I get it. It's like it's just like, 
it's a very like condescending issue. Like the only reason why you're voting for our, our, you know, you would vote for our candidate if you know here. Like this, our outreach is basically this like really like racist pandering of mm-hmm. you like black celebrities, so you will vote. You will probably like to vote what black celebrity says to right. vote. Like just yeah. like anyway. So it's yeah, it's it's a really good uh, send up of that. I just like I don't. I mean, what can Republicans honestly do now? I mean, it seems like they really can't do anything to get the black vote. That's why they have a lot of these like gerrymandering and like re uh, rezoning for um, voting uh, districts and stuff like that. Like that, it seems like we can't get the black vote, so we're gonna have to just sort of like destroy those districts, destroy those. Right. Systems well, basically, pack as many like minded voters into one district as possible because because of the. Um, one of the voting rights acts right anyway basically state a lot of states have to have what's called a majority minority district so like there's a district in for example alabama that is the one democratic district in alabama because that you know basically they drew a large portion of the african-american residents in one district because they, because of the law they had to have that representation but it's like i mean at this point i i, I think to get like a significant share of the African-American vote, like, I mean, the Republican Party would have to do a lot. Because obviously, like, I mean, no matter what they do, I, I uh, have they gotten more than, like, 20%, probably even much less than that. Like, I think Trump got a little bit more in 2020 than in 2016, but still, if, like, in the terms of the, the whole, you know, of 100% of the African-American vote, he still got overall, like, very small percentage of it, mm-hmm. even if it was a little bit higher. So, I mean, it would just take... I don't know. It would take. I mean, it seems like at this point, right? They're more interested in maximizing, mm-hmm. su- suppressing people who won't vote for them, and maximizing. Yeah, it who, seems like the know, to maximize people who will. A lot of the black voters that would vote Republican are strictly on the religious vote because. And even then, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, in North Carolina, we have souls to the polls, which is, I mean, really like the churches having people vote on Sundays, and obviously, largely not entirely, but probably largely mostly voted for Democratic candidates. So. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up near the end here, um, and this is where Tracy becomes part of the uh, formula when he starts realizing he knows this country very well. Hey, I just came in to see how my friend's doing, but obviously he went back into his mouse hole, so uh, how are you? Chuck was right. People don't want an idea bomb dropped on them. Don't give up. That is not the Lisa Loeb I know. Why do I even vote? New York's going to go for Obama anyway. Maybe if I lived in Ohio, I could make a difference. Actually, no. Ohio's definitely going for Romney. Yeah, you don't know which way Ohio's going. But I do. Ms. Levin, I've done stand-up in every state in this country. I know the people of America. I know how they think. I can tell you exactly how this election is going to play out. Everyone knows Romney has a vacation home in New Hampshire. What they don't know is that he hunts humans on that property. New Hampshire goes to Obama. Now, North Carolina goes to Romney. I worked there this summer, and they are not on board with a black man lecturing them. I don't care if it's Obama talking about health care or me talking about white butts. They are different than black butts. Pennsylvania is Obama's. The voting machines there have become sentient, and for some reason, they are strongly in favor of gay marriage. But we're not going to win Wisconsin. I don't know why. Ever since Tracy set fire to Lambeau Field, Wisconsinites are coming around on the death penalty. Wisconsin goes for Romney. That just leaves... Florida, the penis of America! Florida, the penis of America. So that wasn't uh, entirely 100% accurate to how it actually went down. I think Obama did actually win... Um, yeah, I think he went all of those. Ohio and Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, so only because Tracy Morgan didn't um, didn't burn down Lambeau Field. Yeah, but my favorite joke in there is that the voting machines in Pennsylvania are very into gay marriage. Um, but I wonder, like, how much of this is satire, but also much of it is probably how some campaign managers or campaign teams look at like just demographics on like very base levels. <laughs> but. Oh, for sure. No, it's to me, it's definitely sort of like comedy that is exaggerated, but like definitely based in yeah, truth. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now we've come to the the big breaking point and the setup for the climax as well as next week's episode. And that Florida is the one state that no one can quite figure out where they'll go, although they've predominantly been Republican. 
Um, well, o- Obama won it both times, oh. but it went for Trump. But it was a close race. race. It, yeah, Florida, I mean, Florida has, it's I think, always been. been close. Of course, I mean, most famously in 2000 when it came down to very, very few mm-hmm. hundred votes close. But yeah, it's. I think it, it's kind of swung back and forth over the years, but actually similar to Wisconsin, where the margin of whoever's won hasn't been huge in either direction. Because, so. I mean, especially Florida. Florida's, I mean, Florida's a huge state of, like, just different. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's actually funny, like, I mean, kind of what they say is true that, like, South Florida tends to be... Well, was, no, well, yes and no, like, because the Cubans, I think, are, like, in 2016, I think they went a little bit more Democrat than usual because of Trump, whereas they swung back to being to being more Republican again in 2020, but like still big city, all the big cities tend to, you know, Tampa and Orlando and whatever tend to be more liberal, but Northern Florida is, well, it's actually when they talk about North Florida swings, I think North Florida is basically like, I don't know, like very conservative, but I mean, for the point of this, they had to, they had to, you know. They had to do three parts. They did the bottom, the middle, and the top, and the top's the one that no one can quite figure out what it is. But sorry, Florida, you're about to get traced. Now, like any penis, Florida is very complicated. The Cubans in the South, very conservative. I had a lot of expensive cigars put out on me in Miami comedy clubs. But Central Florida is dominated by Jewish retirees, serial killers, and secretly gay Disney princes, all of whom love Obama. Meanwhile, in Northern Florida, huh? The only crowds I could never figure out were in Northern Florida. One week they're laughing at me, the next week they're laughing at me. According to this, the electorate there is impossible to predict. It's a combination of elderly shut-ins, beach bums, bus passengers who ran out of money, swamp people, and pirates. These people don't like to be told what to do. They just want to sit on a beach and drink. Their motto is, unwind your lax. Unwind you, Lax. Oh my god. Morning, crab catchers. You all unwind you, One person can make a difference, and that person is Jenna. The next president of the United States will be chosen by Jenna Maroney. Be continued, Mr. Spider. You web in my mouth. I've always liked that misdirect that Kenneth has of to be continued, Mr. Spider. It's a fun. I mean, it's mostly a visual joke because when he's saying to be continued, he's looking directly at camera and then it ends with like an angular shot of him from the... I feel like they should have done it better from the spider's point of view rather than like off uh, Mm -hmm. mark. But anyway... But yeah, Jenna Maroney is the one person who can make a difference. But will she make the right choice? We'll have to stay tuned to find out, I guess. We'll have to continue into the next episode. My favorite joke in that last lesson where they're talking about the different demographics of Florida is people who like in North Florida who like just didn't have enough bus money. So I guess they wanted to go to like the beach or Disney World or something, but they ran out of bus money in Tallahassee. As far as they can get (laughs) is Northern Florida. Yeah, that's funny. That's a super funny joke. And not only that, but like Tracy and Jack both know that those are the five makeups of Northern California is all those exact same uh, details. It's, it's super funny. But yeah, that's uh, Unwind Jalax. Um, I feel very Unwind Jalax. Yeah, you know? I, feel, I might have a Bruce guy or two. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that wraps it up. Um, the credit scene uh, is basically just a setup for the next episode. It's, 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 it starts off semi-serious of, you know, positing what's going to happen next week. And then it just goes a little cartoony. And there's just like, is Pete going to actually have a change of character? No. Like, it's, it's, it's goofy. Uh, but final thoughts on Unwind Your Lap before we say adieu? I thought this was a very solid episode. This season actually has been pretty strong yeah. across the board so far, I think. Yeah, I think I think because they have a shorter season and they know it's their final season, I think the writing's a little bit tighter. And you could probably say a little rushed, maybe. But, I mean, again, they only have 13 episodes to work with. So I get, I could get, I get the criticism, but I do think this has been a solid season. Yeah, so I think a lot of times when a show's last season is like it's like 
well in advance, previously announced last season and not like announced in the middle of it mm-hmm. or canceled, you know, before coming to a strong revolution. That like since they have to like since they know it's coming, I feel like in a way like they have ideas that have been bubbling up for a long time that are good ideas, but they've been waiting because they wanted to use them for that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like now that they knew in advance, they were able to pour them all into. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this case, obviously, the election wasn't happening when the election was, so it's a right, coincidence. It was the, baby, the same season, the, the last season, and but, stuff like that. You know, yeah, like, in a way, it's like they were able to save it all and execute it. I think the same thing happened with. I mean, up until apart from the finale, I thought the season final season of Parks and Rec was actually really strong. <laughs> Probably for the same reason they had time to plan for it. They could yeah. be like, okay, here's like our very solid plan that like. You know, it's like, I feel like a lot of shows maybe dip a little bit as they get long into the tooth, but both those cases, like the the, the last season, really just... You did not like through. the finale of... No, because it was because it was just pure fan service to me, which is like, I just not my kind. Like, I get why a lot of people liked it and why that works, because obviously, like, it's all about loving the characters and seeing where they go. But like, for me, like, I'm more, I don't know, like, I just like generally more story. Yeah. I mean, story. I mean, obviously, it's a sitcom, like Thirty Rock, like it's a sitcom. Like, I mean, it's a joke machine, but, but still, Park's like the finale was just straight up. Like, like, it just wasn't. It wasn't to my Parks taste. and Rec was definitely more character driven and more like grounded characters. So yeah, in the in the I finale, mean, I like character too, but no, and that's yeah, but like in the finale, it really just went fantastical delivery of everyone, every, what everyone wanted, everyone got, and it's just like. I don't think that's how it would work in real life, but okay. Like, yeah. It was a nice ending. It just wasn't to me. Personally, yeah. it wasn't. That's fair. I, I wasn't yeah, that's fine, but, you know, can't love everything. It wasn't, I don't think it was a bad finale. It definitely won't go down as like, un, like a, a forgettable or unforgettable for the wrong reasons finale, but I could totally see why someone would say it's a, not their kind of finale or not their favorite, but. I don't think it was a bad finale. I think it was a good finale. Just maybe not everyone's cup of tea. As always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 130, season 7, episode 5, entitled There's No I in America. Jenna's the deciding voice in the 2012 presidential election, and Jack and Liz decide to stage a debate to see who should win her support. Meanwhile, Kenneth turns to Tracy for advice on how to be an informed voter, while Pete tries to recreate the magic of the 2008 election. David, take us out. See you next time. Next week on 30 Rock, will Jenna Maroney choose the next leader of the free world? Will Jack or Liz manipulate her into doing the thing we just said? Will Sari ever wear a piece of clothing for its intended use? Will Pete drop the whole Panama thing and have a totally different story? Spoiler alert, yes. Is Tracy actually a wear-otter? Will Kellen Lutz fill his tummy with marshmallows? Will the invisible murderer who's in every scene finally strike? Will NBC's head of promotions ever get that mousetrap off his penis? Will Kenneth finally defeat his nemesis, Mr. Spider? Will your DVR cut this promo? Why couldn't she have died when that rabid dog bit her? Oh, it wasn't rabid. I just said that so they'd have to put it down, and then I'd be the star of that dog food commercial.